You have your Bibles this morning, 2 Kings chapter 3. And I will read verse 15. 2 Kings chapter 3. Verse 15, and I'm going to read through verse number 17 of 2 Kings chapter 3. Y'all pray for me. I need to go get some glasses, and I just keep putting it off, and then I get up to preach, and I'm like, what am I doing up here without glasses on? So if I start saying things that don't make sense this morning, blame it on my eyes. 2 Kings 3, verse 15, but now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, Ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain, but the valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink both ye and your cattle, and your beasts. By the help of the Lord for a little bit this morning, I want to preach from the subject, ditches in the desert. Ditches in the desert. Would you pray with me one more time this morning? Lord, we need your help today to preach what you have laid upon my spirit. Lift up your voice in prayer right now. Lord, we need your help this morning. God, I want to speak what you have spoken into my spirit. Lord, I don't want to just go through the motion today, but I want every heart and every life to be touched. Let every person in the room today be fed by the word of God, that it may accomplish the purpose for which you are sending it. We honor you, and we praise you, and we adore you, and we magnify you. In Jesus' name. Why don't you just lift your hands real high toward heaven right now and just tell the Lord. God, I'm here this morning. I want you to speak into my spirit and my life. I surrender to you this morning. I surrender to you this morning, oh God. I surrender to you this morning, God. I surrender to you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can be seated this morning. I've had some good days. And I've had hills to climb. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? And I've had some weary days. And some weary nights. But when I look around... And I think things over. All of my good days, they outweigh my bad days. Can I get a witness this morning? I won't complain. Now sometimes the clouds hang low. I'd like to see them go. And I even ask the question, Lord, why 
so much pain, but he knows what's best for me. Although I cannot see, so I'll just say, thank you, Lord. Come on, say it with me. So I'll just say, thank you, Lord. I can't hear you today. So I'll just say, thank you, Lord. I won't complain. Somebody give him a shout of praise this morning. For God's been good to me. He's really been good to me. More than this whole world could be. He's so good, so good to me. His spirit came to me and gave me victory. So I'll just say, thank you, Lord. I won't complain. Come on, somebody give him praise in the house today. Hallelujah. God bless you today. Three kings, their families, and their soldiers, even their livestock, found themselves in desperate situations. They had journeyed seven days into the wilderness, and they had no water. They were in a dilemma because water is a necessity of life. It's not an extra, it's not a luxury. Water is an absolute requirement. It is a necessity for life. Without water, you will die. The king of Israel started blaming God for his dilemma. And the truth was, it wasn't God's fault, but it was his own fault. God had not put them in the situation that they were in. He had put them in the situation that they were in. The king of Israel was a bad influence and had brought the judgment of God upon not only the people, but the judgment of God upon the land. I want to remind the church today that wrong associations have the potential to destroy what God has planned and purposed for your life. Not only can they destroy God's purpose, but they can destroy the joy and can sap the passion and can destroy the faith and will cause you to lose your God-given vision. 
If it had not been for the wise king named Jehoshaphat, who knew the power of the word, of a word from God, in due season they would have died in the wilderness. But the king asked the question, is there not a prophet that he may inquire of the Lord and that we may receive direction for the people of God? Jehoshaphat knew that just one word from the Lord could turn their entire situation around. How many of you know that's right? Just one word from God could change their entire dilemma. I want to remind the church today that you need to surround yourself with people who understand how to hear from God. It may not be what I want to hear, and sometimes it may not be what I expect to hear, but God, don't ever let me be guilty of declaring, thus saith the word of God, when God has not spoken. I will fast and I will pray until I hear from heaven how long it may take, I don't know. But because I know that one missed word from the Lord, one powerful word from the Lord can absolutely change everything in my world. There is life-changing power in the word of God. God's Word has the power to cancel the curse that the enemy has put upon your life. And and it can shift you into abundance and into overflow in just a moment. Just a spoken word uh, from the Almighty God can turn everything in your life around. It can change your situation. It can change your outlook. It can change your future. And it can change your destiny. I, I, I come this morning to preach just a little bit what the Lord has laid upon my heart. And I don't believe that it's sleep deprivation, although I may be suffering from it a bit this morning, because I sought the Lord all week for a word, a fresh word for this morning. And it wasn't until about 4.30 in the morning, this morning, before I reached over and turned the light out to close my eyes for a few moments rest. But I didn't want to walk to this pulpit this morning until I felt a release from the Lord to speak a word into somebody's life. I wish this morning I could come grab you by the ear and tell you I'm speaking to you this morning, but I can't say I have my target in view just yet today. God may reveal it before the service is over or maybe before I'm even done preaching. I don't know who I may be preaching to this morning or to whom I may be speaking or to how many that I may be speaking this morning, but I believe that God wants somebody to hear his word today and step into a new season in your life that is going to change the outcome of your future because what the enemy has set up to destroy you, God wants to turn it around today and use it for your good. Somebody ought to give the Lord a shout of praise this morning and receive what God wants to speak into your spirit today. 
I feel like God was talking to me last night and this morning. Somebody has been going through a dry season, but God has sent me to this pulpit today to speak to you and to boldly to to declare to prepare your valley full of ditches because God is about to cancel the forecast that the enemy has placed in your life. God is about to cancel what God, what the enemy is wanting to do. God will fill the valleys if you will fill them full of ditches. While everyone else is being blessed, there's some of us that maybe don't feel like we've been as blessed as others. My life has been so blessed. This year has been a year of blessing. It's been a year of struggle, but it's been a year of blessing. Many of you can testify of the blessings of the Lord. Many of you can testify of all the good things that God has been doing in your life. But while everybody else is being blessed, and while everybody else's family is being blessed, and while everybody else seems like that God has just opened the floor, floodgates. I feel like I'm preaching to somebody this morning that you have been through the desert of a curse from the enemy and you have been struggling while everybody else has been blessed. But God sent me today to tell you that it is not the end. Keep on digging your ditches in the valley because before long God is going to send some water out of nowhere from some unsuspected source and he's going to give you the answer that he has prepared for you the entire time this may be somebody's day for a breakthrough or if I could get somebody to believe this this morning this place could go through the roof before we leave here miracles could happen right here in the house today but you're going to have to get it in your spirit and believe it and it may not be you maybe you've been living in the overflow but maybe your neighbor has been in a dry season in a desert and they've been digging ditches in a desert and they've been saying God how long am I going to have to dig a ditch and the Lord is saying I'm going to send some water to fill their ditch on this on this March Sunday morning in Frankfort, Indiana. It's not because you've been doing anything wrong. You've been faithfully digging ditches. But still, there's no rain in sight. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Am I preaching to anybody this morning? You've been faithfully digging ditches. There's no rain in sight. And I felt last night in my spirit the Lord hit me like a lightning bolt. I laid in my I laid in my bed last night with my computer on my lap and I was studying in the wee hours of the morning when I felt the word of the Lord came to me and said here is the problem. You've been looking for rain clouds to come to pour out the rain to fill the ditches. You've been expecting it to come the way that you think it ought to come and the Lord is saying I'm not going to send it the way that you see it. It's not going to come the way you've been thinking it going to come. As a matter of fact I've been, I've been prodding you for a long time. Stop praying for yourself and start praying for those upstream from you. I'm going to try to help get this across to you this morning. That's why you got to pray for those that are above you. You got to pray for the all. Oh, they're getting blessed, but I'm not getting blessed. Look at little old me down here in the valley. Everybody up in the mountain is being blessed. You know what you need to do when you're in the valley and it's not raining in the valley. It's not raining in your desert and you're digging ditches, but everybody above you seems to be having the outpouring of God in their life. You need to keep praying that God keeps blessing them. Yes, sir. 
And if you're not praying for them, if you're jealous over somebody else's blessing, you're never going to get the blessing that God is wanting to speak into your life. I know you don't like for me to preach so bold, but I'm trying to help you this morning to understand the power of praying for those that are being blessed because it is not the rain that God is going to send into your life from a storm cloud that comes over, but it's what's happening on the mountaintop in somebody else's life that is going to come flowing down through the valley and it's going to finally get down into your desert and it's going to finally get down into your ditches and it's their rain that's going to flow down to you and their rain is going to fill your ditches and it's designed by the Lord. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. I got to slow down before I get way out of sorts here this morning. The prophet said, Make the valley full of ditches. Now that's not what you want to hear when you're in the valley. And it's sure not what you want to hear when you're in a desert valley. Digging ditches is hard work. I know nobody going to help me this morning. I want you to know something today. I've dug my share of ditches. I'm qualified to talk about ditch digging. I should have got a better education a long, long time ago. I've done my share of ditch digging, and it's not fun on a good day. Can I get a witness? It's not a day in the park. It's not easy. And ditch digging is particularly hard when it's a drought. Because in the drought, you know what happens. I grew up in southeast Texas on the Louisiana border. And what happens down in that region, they call it gumbo mud or gumbo clay, they call it. It's a black clay. It won't grow much more than a pine tree and a few twigs of grass and some tumbleweed. In the summertime, it dries out. It gets so dry, it cracks open. You ever seen an area that ponds water when it dries all out, it cracks, and you see all the dry cracks in it? That's what it looks like in the summertime. The ground literally opens up, and there's cracks in the ground. And it looks like, well, that shouldn't be too hard, but when you get up and take a shovel, and when my dad used to say, boys, I want you to dig a ditch from here to right down there, and he'd pull that stream down that line, and he'd say, we're going to put a foundation in, but you've got to put a ditch right down this line. And we'd get out there and I'd grab the shovel. And when you bend the tip of a shovel because the ground's so hard, you know you're in for a good day. I'm talking about I have have chipped into concrete that seemed to be softer. Anybody know what I'm talking about? In the desert, in the drought, in the dry season, it's not all just sandy loom soil that you can just toss out of there with ease. But you get down and you begin to work. First off, the ground is hard. The ground is parched. It is drought. It is hot in the desert. It is dry in the desert. There's not even, this scripture text tells us that there's not even water for the cattle to drink or for the camels to drink, nor 
for the servants to drink or even for the people of God to drink. I don't know if this is getting into your spirit what I'm trying to say this morning, but some of us have been in this in this setting so long. We have been here long enough that while you look around and everybody else seems to be well nourished, while everybody else seems to be drinking from the fountain of life freely, you're looking around wondering how in the world did we come through a 40-day fast and everybody else is getting their miracle and everybody else is getting blessed, but I can't even and get a drink from the fountain. Everybody else is getting their prayers answered. Cancer is being healed. Dead people are being raised. Bills are being canceled out for people. And here I am, and I can't even get a little drink of water, but I'm faithful, and I'm digging a ditch in the desert, and here I am working, and here I am laboring. Nobody, nobody's got to tell you at the end of the day it's time to rest. These folks aren't only in drought, but they're in the desert, and they are thirsty, and it is dry. I, I, I know that, 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 that I, I know some people that may be walking where I'm at. Maybe my, I, I'm kind of starting to feel that direction in the Holy Ghost this morning that I sense I'm preaching to a few people in the room today. I know a few people that said, Pastor, I've been digging for a long time. Everybody else is getting their prayer answered. Everybody else's family's getting saved. Everybody else's marriage seems to be flourishing but I can't get a break. I'm having trouble on my job. I'm being attacked in my health. I'm being attacked on every side. Pastor, am I doing something wrong? But I come to tell you this morning, you're not doing anything wrong. God's just setting you up for a miracle that only you can receive. Keep on digging your ditches in your desert. Keep on digging your ditches because before long I hear a word from the Lord saying dig your ditch because the size of your ditch will determine the size of your miracle. I keep getting away from my text here this morning. I'm wanting to preach a little bit. You ever dug till your hands got full of blisters? Maybe they're bleeding. Your lips are parched. Your back and your shoulders are sore. Body's tired and worn out. Doesn't take as long anymore. And to top it all off, you're thirsty. And you're hot. And you're weary. And you look around. And here comes everybody else out with a glass of sweet tea and a smile. And they're talking about the party they went to last night. And they're talking about the, the fun they had last week. And they're talking about their plans for the evening. And you're looking at them and you're thinking, it's been a long time since I found any joy. Ain't nobody going to help me this morning. It's been a long time since I found any peace. It's been a long time since I found any rest. 
It's been a long time here in this weary situation. It's been a long time in the middle of my desert. I'm preaching to somebody today that knows exactly what I'm talking about. You have been in a low place. You have been in a dry place. You have been in a difficult place where it takes a great deal of effort just to survive. You have forced yourself to pray. You have forced yourself to fast. You have forced yourself to read your Bible. You have forced yourself to get in the car and come to church. I feel the help of the Holy Ghost coming this morning and the Lord just zoned right in where I'm going and who I'm speaking to this morning and it's more than one or two but there's some of you that have allowed the word of the enemy to cause you to stop praying to stop fasting because everybody else is getting blessed and poor me you're not getting blessed get back in the digging business get back in the praying business get back in the fasting business I know you didn't expect this to happen. None of us did. But between today and tonight, we're going to go ahead and at some point tonight, we're going to take some commitments. Because the word of the Lord just spoke into my spirit. Here's what we're about to do. Between now and Easter, we are going to start a fasting chain and we're going to start a 24-hour prayer chain from now to Easter. Pastor, I've got my breakthrough. I don't need it. It may be your neighbor that's been digging in the desert, that's been digging ditches. We're going to fast for the one that hasn't gotten their breakthrough, for the one that hasn't gotten their miracle, for the one who, whoa, I feel the help of the Lord today. We're going to fast and pray until it happens for every person that is part of Christian Life Church. Here's why. The fact is the enemy's been speaking into some people's spirit. It's never going to happen. Those prophecies were not for you. Those prophecies were never going to come to pass. I wish I could preach this the way I feel it in my spirit. That ministry's never going to get launched. Nothing's ever going to change. Your children are never going to be saved. You're never going to get better than you are now. You're never going to get out of the debt. You're never going to receive your healing. You're never going to get beyond the point that you are right now. You're going to die in the desert. You're going to die with a shovel in your hand. I rebuke the devil this morning that's been speaking negativity into every life in this room right now. I speak hope back into your spirit. I speak life back into your spirit. I speak refreshing back into your spirit. The devil is a liar and the father of lies. That is not from the Lord. The Lord sent a preacher this morning to stand in this pulpit and tell you the water's coming. The water's coming. The water's coming. Hallelujah. The problem is, is when we look at our present situation, it's easy to become tempted to agree with the adversary. But somebody needs to make up their mind this morning. I'm going to hold on to my promises. 
The Lord told me if I'll keep digging a ditch that he's going to send some water. The Lord told me if I'll just hold on to his hand, he's going to come and help me. Come on, somebody got to hold on to that prophecy. Somebody's got to hold on to that word that you received. Somebody's got to hold on to that dream that God gave you. I don't know. I wish I had a shovel on this platform this morning because I feel like I'd dig a hole across the front of this concrete right now because I feel so much Holy Ghost in this house at this very moment. But I come today to tell you that it may be hot and it may be tiresome and you may be weary and your hands may be bloody and the desert may be a place that you feel alone. But I am going to keep on preparing because I know the water's going to come. I don't see the storm cloud. I don't see the rain cloud. I don't hear any thunder in a distance. I can't even see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And the Lord said, I never promised to show you where it's coming from. I never promised to tell you how it's going to get there. But it's going to fill the ditch when God says it's time to fill the ditch. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense because God can speak a word to you and tell you exactly where it's going to come from. Now, I know this is not your problem. This is my problem. Can I preach to me for a moment? I usually do. Because I like to know where it's coming from. My wife and I evangelized for three or four years and it was the most miserable time of my life. Not because I didn't enjoy the revivals. Not because I didn't enjoy preaching. Not because we didn't enjoy traveling. It was because every week I fretted over where my next paycheck was coming from. Oh, you ain't going to help me preach now, are you? I just disappointed all of you. I, I fretted and worried. I, I struggled. I, I, when I started pastoring, I, I started telling God, Lord, I'm not cut out for this. This living by faith thing's not for me. I'm not so sure I can make it. I'm not so sure I can do it. I want to know. I want to see the cloud. I want to size it up. You see, the engineering side of me wants to adjust. We want to measure the cloud. We want to do the mathematical calculations and know exactly how much potential that that cloud has to drop water, exactly how many inches it has, exactly what size my ditch is, and I don't want to dig the ditch one foot larger than what I need to fill it. It because by my calculations, that little old cloud that I'm seeing, that little old storm that's coming through, it, it, it only has this much potential. And so I'm not going to do it now. I'll put it off and do it later if I ever see another cloud. That is what is wrong with God's people is that we want to figure it out instead of just getting a shovel and start digging at a word of faith. Dig the ditch, I'll fill it with water. Dig the ditch, I'll fill it with water. And as sure as I'm in this pulpit speaking to you this morning when God speaks it get the ditch dug because the water is coming you may be in the toughest drought of your life but the only way you're going to get through is just keep digging ditches what do you do when you walk through the fire you just keep on walking what do you do when you're walking through the Red Sea? You certainly don't build a house there. It's easier when the Egyptian army is pressing down upon you, but when you look around and feel like, well, there's no real reason to press forward. That's what happens in our giving. That's what happens with our praying. You have me on out there. I'm not sure they heard what I said. 
That's why we stop praying because we feel like, well, everything's good today. I, I'll pass today. <laughs> I, I, I know they're going to be fasting, but I don't really need to do that right now because all's good with me. But when my life falls apart, my family falls apart, then I'm going to call on God and I'm going to ask him to fill the ditch, but he can't fill a ditch that you haven't dug. You don't wait until your body's broken down to start digging a ditch. You better start digging your ditch when you're healthy. You better start digging your ditch when you're strong. You better start digging your ditch in your day of anointing. You better start digging your ditch in your day of authority. You better start digging your ditch in your day of power. You better start digging your ditch in your day of blessing. Because I'm telling you that it rains on the just and the unjust. And drought's going to come into your life. And your blessing and your miracle will be determined on the size of your ditch. Your labor, your sacrifice is determining how large, how deep, and how wide his provision will be when it shows up in your desert. Well, I don't really see any reason to do anymore. Everything seems to be just fine. That's why you're never going to get a miracle. Let me tell you why we saw Sister Robin Mulberg raised up from this floor right here in a lifeless, with a lifeless body right here to my left in the front of this room. You know why we saw her raised up? Because God's people got desperate. I, I know this isn't popular preaching, but I remember, you know, it hadn't been but just a few days. I come this morning to, to remind you that when she fell and we saw the life taken away from her, this church got desperate. People weren't leaving and walking out and high-fiving and, and seeing who can get to Arnie's or Pizza Hut the quickest, but we were staying here. People were tarrying here. At 1 o'clock, you were still praying. At 1.30, you were, why? Because we hadn't got a positive answer yet. And at 2 o'clock, you were still praying. And at 2.30, people were here still praying. And throughout out the afternoon people were still praying until the Lord sent an answer and says it looks like everything's going to be alright. That's what happens in desperate situations but when everything's well we won't pray, we won't fast, we won't dig a ditch but keep on digging because the size of your miracle will be determined by the depth and the width and the size of the ditch you are digging. Somebody lift your hands and give God praise. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice to him right now. Lift your voice to him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me wrap this up this morning. There was a time when the prophet Elijah was in the middle of a drought with God's people. And he talked to his servant and he says, go up the mountain and see what you can see. And the servant comes back down. He says, I don't see anything. And he says, go again. 
Because the man of faith was speaking what faith was saying to him. But the servant was a man of reality. And so he was, and, and here's the problem. Realists often lack faith. I'm qualified to preach on this. Realists lack faith if we're not real careful. And the man of God says, go up the mountain again. And he goes again. And before long, I can imagine what you and I would be saying to the man of God. If you're so sure that there's rain on the other side of the mountain, Pastor, why don't you go climb the mountain? I'm tired of climbing a mountain, coming back and reporting the same thing. I've done told you two or three times before. There's no cloud on the other side of the mountain. Go back up and look. Go back up and look. Go back up and look until finally he comes back down and he gives him the report of all I see is just a cloud the size of a man's hand. But the prophet of God always sees beyond the present situation. And he says, go and tell them to prepare themselves. Prepare the oxen, go ahead and get the carts ready, get the chariots ready, get the men ready, get everybody ready because I hear the sound of abundance of rain. What do you mean, Elijah? There's no thunder, there's no lightning. It was only a cloud the size of a man's hand. But faith says, I see, I see you saw a little cloud finally, but by the time you saw a cloud, I heard the sound of abundance. I come to this morning to tell you that while you're saying pastor you're just preaching wind this morning you're just preaching into the air this morning why don't somebody get out a shovel and start digging a ditch why don't somebody keep climbing up the mountain because I hear the word of the Lord as sure as I'm in this pulpit saying I haven't answered you because you're in a desert situation and you're digging ditches in your desert but I'm getting ready to send an abundance of water and it's not coming from the resource that you think it's coming from but it's going to come before you before before you die before you give up I'm going to send an answer come on church somebody needs to keep on digging in the desert Your labor's not in vain. Your praying is not in vain. Your faithfulness is not in vain. I'm anointed to preach to this church this morning that God is about to fill your ditches. Let me wrap this up. Come give them some hope, please. The problem is it's hard to have faith when it's been dry a long time. And it's hard to have faith when you're weary. And it's hard to have faith when you're tired. In that very same place where the enemy says it's over, you were finished. You're going to die in the ditch that you're digging. It's, it may feel to you like, my goodness, the ditch I'm digging may turn into my grave. But in that very same place, where you are weary and tired and feel helpless and have no hope. God is saying, you better get ready to jump out of that ditch because water's about to fill that thing. A brand new supply of God's glory 
is about to flow into your life. Lift your hands toward heaven right now and just talk to the Lord for a moment. Just talk to him for a moment. Just talk to him for a moment. Why don't you just claim it right now? Why don't you just ask the Lord right now, God, just give me the sin of water. All I need is just the sin of water. Job said there's hope for a tree, though it be cut down because of the scent of water. It will spring back up. I want you to get that. Job said all that the tree, although it is, sent, that it is cut down, when the tree just picks up the scent of water. I didn't even know a tree could smell until I read Job when he said when the tree just gets the scent of water, it's going to spring up again because all it takes is just the aroma of water to cause the tree to begin to branch back up. You see, you may feel like you're spiritually dead. You're spiritually, you've been through it. You're under it. You're, you're about beyond it. But this morning, I feel faith arising in the house. It's only the scent of water. That's all it is, but that's all you need. All you got to do is get the scent of water because when you get that aroma of water when you when you smell the ozone in the atmosphere somebody looks around and says God's about to show up God is about to do it I still hadn't seen the cloud I still hadn't seen I hadn't seen any water yet but I got an aroma that water's going to come miracles can still happen there is a scent of water there is a change in the atmosphere the rain of the Holy Ghost is about to fall I smell water I see restoration. I sense deliverance. There is victory for you. There is fresh anointing in the house for you. Your ditches are about to become full. Your labor is about to bear fruit. Your breakthrough is about to happen. you got to catch the scent of water this morning. I don't see it. I don't know where it's come from, but I hear the sound. Oh, come on, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. No wonder that the devil fights you so hard because he knows when you tap into the resource that God has for you. When God gives you the resource you've been, you've been applying for, you've been sending in the application for a long time. You've been sending up prayers. And here's what the Bible says about your prayers. They go up before the Lord as a memorial. You know what a memorial is? It is something that is erected as a reminder of something from the past. That means I've been praying for a long time. I, I just wish that we could look into heaven's window and we could see the memorial that your prayers have been prayed and how they are building up as a memorial. God hasn't forgotten your prayers. God hasn't forgotten what you have been asking Him for. And I feel this morning that you are about to tap into the resource. You've been digging for a long time. You've been working for a long time. You've been giving for a long time. Get ready! Because water's about to fill your ditch. Stand with me this morning all over the The Bible said that the ditches in the valley were filled. Everybody say filled. You know, there's only one way to look at it. Filled doesn't mean there's just a little bit there. They were filled. They were, they were, they were full to the brim. <laughs> because there was a flow 
that was large enough to feel the need. The devil thought he had you. The enemy said your praise was too shallow. Your faithless situation had broken you. Your discouragement was going to stop you. But I got a feeling this morning that God has wanted to fill somebody's life to overflowing. The writer said, my foot was nigh to slip. The other writer said, I almost let go. I almost threw in the towel. I almost gave up. But then came a word from the Lord. There's a season of change coming. It's about to get better in your world. Lift up your hands right now. It's about to get better in your world. Go ahead and lift up your hands because God is wanting to impart something to you by faith. It's not going to be what I speak to you right now. Open up your mouth and receive from the Lord right now. God is about to impart a word into your spirit. I feel it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is going to be an impartation of his word into your mind and your heart and your spirit. Right now, things are about to get better in your world. You have been weeping through the night, but joy is coming in the morning. Weeping has kept you awake at night, but joy and peace is coming into your home and into your family. Receive it. Receive it right now. Let the Lord speak it into your spirit right now. God told me to tell somebody this morning, you can't see it with your eyes, but you can still receive it by faith. You can't see it with your eyes, but you can receive it by faith. Somebody needs to receive what God has for them. Go ahead, throw up those hands and begin to cry out from the Lord. Don't let those tears stop. You go ahead and cry out to the Lord this morning. God, it's me. It's me, Lord. I've been in the desert digging a ditch long enough. i got to have a breakthrough. The enemy has about destroyed my home. The enemy's about about destroyed my family. The enemy's about destroyed my health. The enemy's about destroyed my mind. The enemy's about destroyed my children. But I come boldly today declaring the devil is a liar. I will have refreshing. There will be restoration in my children's life. There will be a restoration in my marriage. There will be a restoration in my home. There will be a re restoration in my health. There will be a restoration in my finances. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, receive what God has for you right now. Receive what the Lord has for you right now. There's a breakthrough coming. There is a breakthrough coming in the house. There's a breakthrough coming in the house. Come on, you've come too far to give up now. Keep those hands raised. Keep crying out to him right now. Somebody ought to run up here to this altar right now. You ought to run up to this altar right now and declare it's mine. It's mine. I got to get a hold of it. I got to get a hold of it. I got to get a hold of it. Pouring out. Pouring out a blessing. Lord, we need refreshing. Pouring out a blessing, yes. Till it overflows.
Come on, I need some altar workers to step up here and pray with some folks this morning. I need some ministers and elders to lay hands on some folks this morning and pray over some people this morning. A breakthrough's coming in somebody's life today. Declare it this morning. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Come on, receive it by faith. 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 battle the battles the battle is yours the victory is yours faith and work right there. That's great faith and work right there. I have a need, but I'll minister to somebody else's need. Yes. Pouring out, pouring out a blessing. Yeah. 